Bonjour. Bonsoir. And bienvenue. Vous écoutez That Park Life Podcast. Des plongées approfondies des attractions, aux aperçus des stations. Et discussions avec des cast members. Ils sont là pour vous aider à vivre That Park Life. Les voici maintenant, Beth et Greg. Gosh, bonsoir! Bonsoir! Bonjour! Oh my gosh, welcome everybody! Bienvenue. It's been so long, oh but we're back. Goosebumps. That was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Do we know all those people? <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to Christy and to Vicky for making parts of that happen in different ways. Yeah. Some of those voices might not be real people, but some of them were. Um, yeah. I just like that the English phrases are in there as English. I wanted yeah. that to happen. But I think that life. But with an accent. Yeah, I love it. Right. I am very excited. I feel like you could probably go back and listen to like 20 other episodes and it starts out with Greg saying, I'm very excited. But um, I have this emotional attachment to the resort that we're doing on today's Resort Rundown episode um, for many reasons, but I was able to do a first here. Also, you may remember four years ago now, we did a bonus episode on this resort um, because right when it opened, I happened to be able yeah. to to stay there. So my um, experience and my knowledge has advanced, I would like to say, quite a bit between then and now. So if yeah. you just recently are catching up and you heard the Riviera episode, get ready because um, I thought I knew Riviera Resort then. It turns out there are so many things I have learned mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. And this particular resort, um, the thing that I was kind of alluding to about something I've done here that I haven't done anywhere else was I was able to stay, had the distinct honor and privilege of staying in this resort before it officially opened in yeah. um, what is called a test stay, literally had a card to fill like, did the light switches work? Did the did the toilet flush? Oh, like we had to do yeah. this little survey card yeah. um, to make sure everything was, was good. Was your name on the screen when you walked in the door? I don't remember, honestly. I think it was. I feel like I'm pretty sure that it said yeah, like, it is, that, that was part of it when you stayed there. It is. A, the, um, the, the TVs are newer, so you can cast to it, which means yes, maybe some of you remember when I stayed there. Um, of course, that night, my, my I was in the room with my mom, and uh, we watched the Golden Girls as we drifted off into yes. slumber, as you as you would because imagine. Because if I remember correctly, you like surprised your mom with it. You were yes. like, we're going to drive to Caribbean Beach. And then it was like, bah, bah, we're driving to Riviera. Yeah. I remember that when you surprised her. So fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, okay. Well, before we get into it, we've got some shout outs to do. I'm going to start. Also, guys, happy new year. Yes. We're just going to say that. <laughs> like, welcome back. We're back in 2024. Um, happy new year to you and yours. Hope you guys had a wonderful holiday so my shout out i'm gonna start my shout out and that is to rebecca uh, my neighbor because she did the dopey this oh. weekend and i just think that that is an incredible feat um so i'm super proud to know someone who like know someone personally that can run that much not me <laughs> i mean you're you're another one of those people you're gonna do the dopey at some point oh, i mean let's be real i don't know you're gonna do it greg i think you're gonna say that but you're gonna like knowing you and challenging yourself you're gonna do it mm. at some point so all right um so Shout out to Rebecca. Super proud. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Yeah. What do you got? You got some shout outs. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things. One, we are in farts season, everybody. <gasps> yeah. um, oh. As this episode you know is released. Do. Excuse me. You can't move on without doing what you know you need to oh, do. Oh, it's right coming. Now. Yeah. I always show the pin to the camera. I got it right here on my <laughs> extendable back scratcher. The back scratcher. The original back scratcher, by the way. Those of you that have been following for That's some right. time, it's, it's still not here. Not the bear. Everyone. Not the bear. Still got it. Not the uh, the painful one. No. Not, well, I also <laughs> that, use that, but that's to tear your skin off. That's like something's yeah. wrong. One. That... That's like to more use on top of clothes. Yes. <laughs> that's hands-on outside. You know, like my prom night. What does that even mean? 
okay. So yes, some shout outs. Um, one, I had someone who was really nice and had bought a couple of our farts inspired uh, merch items and they had messaged me and said they shared it in a, in a few Facebook groups because I, I got like a couple, like uh, more orders oh. than usual. I, I mean, yeah. they're not normally a lot, right? So anything more than like two, I'm like, yeah. what's going on? Um, so that was very nice. But um, yeah. if you haven't yet gotten our, our pins, this is probably the easiest way to celebrate farts. The little, I was about to show it to the camera again. We just did that bit. I love it. Every time you um, show it to me, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll make sure to put a link because it's a it's a nice little wink at the farts for Get Festival of the pin. Arts in case you're wondering if you're new to that phrase. Yeah. I like to say uh, we coined it because we did that years ago at this point. Yeah. Will it bolo? Is it the one of those? The farts pin could, but it's a little small, a little light, but I can't wear it at work. Yeah. So. It might not yeah, bolo. It, follow along our Will It Bolo journey on our patch hats. That's our bonus <laughs> episodes. Um, also, shout out to Pete at Neverland Local. Pete and I mm-hmm. sat in the Sunshine Season uh, quick service restaurant in the Land Pavilion of Epcot yesterday, and we reviewed mm-hmm. the Whoopie Pie together, which I realized was a lower price than what was advertised. The sign said four fifty nine, oh. but the receipt said four twenty nine. So we saved thirty cents. Maybe we, right. got, we got an influencer discount. That wasn't discount. like a cast member discount? No, there's, there are no discounts there. Um, no. But well, apparently there no, is. <laughs> nonetheless, we had a fun time. It was a, it's a chocolate you know, cake whoopie pie with a, a whipped peanut butter filling with some, like a little mound of like a frosting whip, whipped cream kind of a thing. And um, mm-hmm. those of you that have been following along the food journey might be wondering, well, how was this a part of the food journey? Well, you know, like any food journey, a little off-roading every now and then for funsies. Yeah, yeah. And, a little uh, what Pete didn't know, and I told him right when, like right after we had um, reviewed it, because we went live on Instagram on his uh, Walk About Walt Disney World, Ooh, yeah, um, uh, his account, and then this this one obviously or that Park Life podcast one, um, is that literally earlier that day I made my own chocolate like brownie cake type thing with my own whipped peanut butter topping before he asked me about it. I was like, well, oh, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, well, I'm just going to have the real thing now. Yeah, it's And not the, uh, the healthier version. It was good. We both um, gave it an 8 out of 10 for those of you that need like the rating okay. system. 8 out of 10. Yeah. Would recommend an 8 out of 10. Like what about in comparison to the peanut butter pie? He also asked that. And I said there was nothing on earth that could possibly <laughs> fill the big giant shoes of the old uh, peanut butter pie at Contempo Cafe. So the right response there was, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I have two. I have a lot of questions. First, how dare you? First, how dare you? I feel like we got a flex. I feel like I got a stretch. Like a lot of information is about to be coming your way. We got storyline stuff. We got some history. We have a lot of stuff on the design of this resort, on the artwork of this resort, which is maybe the most iconic thing about this place, I think, is the artwork. As always, we'll talk about the different um, room types, the shops, the restaurants, the recreation. Mm -hmm. Be offering some tips and some personal experiences, pros and cons, and all of that stuff for Disney's Riviera Resort. We always like to start with what Disney officially says about these resorts. So, starting off, Disney says, Enchantment awaits you at a resort hotel that inspired by Europe and imagined by Disney. Here you can delight in exhilarating activities, delectable dining, and stylish accommodations. From cozy tower studios to spacious villas with up to three bedrooms. The Disney website also says... Um, just kind of about the overall theme and the story of the resort. Disney, I wish I could like s- say it in a French accent. Sorry, guys, I can't. <laughs> Whoa, ha, ha, wee, wee. <laughs> okay, uh, Disney's Riviera Resort is designed to capture the magic of Europe that Walt Disney fell in love with once upon a time. Upon arrival, you'll be welcomed by a palm tree lined boulevard and the striking facade of this resort hotel. 
The main lobby is appointed with a mix of modern and classic 20th century furnishings. You'll also discover a unique art collection celebrating beloved Disney characters and icons, influenced by master artists who found insp- inspiration along the European Riviera. Uh, in the 1930s, Walt and his wife, his brother, Roy, and Roy's wife, they all traveled to Europe together on an extended trip. And during that time, they basically all fell in love with the architecture, the art, the food, and the stories. I mean, if you've been over there, how could you not? Uh, he sent over hundreds of books to the Disney Studios in California, which I'm imagining, like, there people over there are probably like, who's this guy coming in here with, like, a bunch of books that he's just sending back to, like, the States? Yeah, FedExing um, all these books. I know. And I'm like, how long did it take them to get there? He sent over hundreds of books um, to the Disney Studios in California, and many of them went on to inspire some of the classic Disney films we know today, such as Pinocchio, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan. Um, I would imagine that like Little Mermaid was probably part of that, but maybe not. Uh, Walt made a habit of traveling to Europe after that to continue finding inspiration. So let's talk a little bit about the more about the history of that. So no, kind of knowing that about them in this trip in the 1930s, rumors for this resort began in 2015. The main piece of info that they put out um, was that it would be on the property of Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort or Caribbean, depending on how you're feeling that day. Um, in January of 2017, permits were filed to demo parts of Caribbean Beach. And that kind of added to the speculation because people were like, uh, permits are filed. So obviously things are moving forward with this. But fast forward to July of 2017, plans for two new resorts were announced during uh, the D23 Expo. And Riviera was one of those. The other one was the Galactic Star Cruiser. RIP Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> I really hope they do what we talked about and they like make it into something that you can just come and go and it can still be pricey, but something that's not like you're stuck here for two days. Um, anyways, Riviera would indeed be this, like the space previously occupied, um, by Caribbean beach. So let's get into some construction and design. We're going to go back and forth on this just cause it's a lot. You don't want to listen to me talk the whole time. So, um, for construction and design, although the land started to be cleared for this resort in January of 2017, Riviera actually opened in December of 2019. So that's like kind of a long time. So that's technically like three years. Yeah, it was just right? under three years. Yeah, three years. Um, the sections of Caribbean, the Caribbean beach that were removed to make way for Riviera were Barbados in its entirety. So they took out that whole part and then parts of, is it Martinique? Is Martinique. that how you say it? Yeah. Martinique. So obviously Caribbean Beach is still there. They just took parts of it out to make way for this. Make way, make way. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. The resort has about 300 rooms and it is the 15th Disney Vacation Club property. And it's the third at Walt Disney World that is all DVC, meaning every room is a villa. And mm-hmm. uh, the other two resorts that are like that are Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. By contrast, the other DVC properties of Walt Disney World were either add-ons or extensions of existing resorts. And I always like okay. to say the disclaimer for this is you don't have to be a Disney Vacation Club member to stay right. at these resorts. You'll find reservations appear on the normal Disney website when you're checking in things. And that's something you're interested in. But it's every room is a villa. Whether it's the smallest mm-hmm. room or up to the biggest, they're all considered villas. We'll talk more about it. If you're not familiar with what that means, we'll get there in the next section when we talk about the different room types. Um, when designing this resort, Disney took inspiration from Mediterranean resorts along the coast in the 1900s. And those often included French and Italian influences. So obviously that's why, you know, it's Riviera and you're seeing a lot of the things that we're going to talk about um, upcoming about how it's like designed and all that stuff. 
the hotels and estates of that time often had elaborate roadways and driving paths as you approach the entrance. This is why Riviera has that long S-shaped curve um, mm. as you leave the security kiosk and approach the main lobby. Um, of course, you know, back then, not all modern conveniences existed. So to allow for modern resort amenities to be included, um, you know, there is a storyline. Obviously, it's Disney. There's a storyline to the resort. But the uh, storyline includes the concept of a resort that has been expanded and grown over time. Follow us on this journey here, everyone. Because yeah, which I love this. I love this. I'm like, <gasps> okay. We're going to talk about <laughs> the main center of the building and then the wings that expand yeah. from the main center of the building. Picture it. 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> so the main center of the building, in other words, like the building above and behind where the Porta Cashier, the lobby is, right? So the main center of the building is inspired by the European Riviera hotels from the early 1900s which partly explains its height. This was at a time in the turn of the century as the 1800s became the 1900s that elevators started to be included in hotels and that allowed for taller buildings without inconveniencing guests. The yeah. center building also has more traditional elements like stone bases, smooth stucco, and elegant shutters, as they like to call themselves. However, the exterior of the two main wings that jut out from the side or extend from the center are different not only from the center, but also from each other. It's one way of showing that the resort has had expansions over time. It was all built at one time, okay, everyone? This is part of the storyline. Yeah. They yeah. were built to look different so that the storyline of the resort holds true that there's been some expansion. They also have different variations of color from one another in a really, I think, unique way. It's the, the tone of each wing of the resort. So you might like at first glance not notice, um, but the thought here is that if the center of the, the building was in existence for a longer period of time, it might appear more faded than the newer sections. So the newer sections are slightly darker than the center. Yeah. Do you think hotel owners back when like the elevator was like designed and created were just like losing their minds? Probably, yeah. I mean, I guess I like never thought of it that way. It's like, oh yeah, before the elevator, it was like, you know, they would have to, you'd have to just um, take up so much land. But mm -hmm. now with the elevator, you go up, you go <laughs> up. Anyways, um, so the color of the awnings help guests identify which area they're staying in. So next time you visit, take a look around at the facades. The awning colors change from red, then to blue, then to orange, then to green. So it's kind of how you can tell where you're at. Um, the center as well as the wings have special paint that will appear to change in color based on the daylight as well. So tones of lavender or brown appear throughout the day. So we'd be looking for that too. I think that's so cool. So that. depending on whether it's sunrise yeah. or sunset, the, the color change. of the building will look just a little bit different. It might not even be noticeable mm -hmm. if you're standing like far away, right? But as you're uh, yeah. as you start to approach the building, see if you take an, if you can notice the difference. It's full of Monet. <laughs> Uh, probably the most noticeable thing about the resort, especially as you're coming in the main entrance, is the tower that exists. And at the top of that tower is a 12-foot tall double R monogram. Of course, the double R is short for Riviera Resort. Mm -hmm. Around the resort is more evolution. Sorry, uh, more evidence of evolution. So while some light fixtures are more traditional... They have like sconces and global lighting and stuff like that in bronze. You'll also see like modern chandeliers. So it kind of looks like they've, you know, updated some of the lighting fixtures, but some of them they've kept. So I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Back in the official storyline that's listed on the Disney website, it was talking about how it's a mix of modern and classic 20th century furnishings. furnishings. Mm -hmm. And um, if you ever want to like read a lot about design, 
um, see what you can find out there. I, we could probably do 45 minutes on just the design yeah. elements of this resort that are specific to pre and post 1900s and how there's a mix of, of each. But I don't know that everyone's interested in that. So you're getting the abridged version of all of this. Um, mm -hmm. This includes the area just outside the lobby entrance with the giant double R monogram that's also in the ground. It's laid into mm -hmm. the ground, you know, amongst like the, the paving. It's modeled after a style of paving that incorporates pebbles, smooth beach stones, and brass, which was typical of Mediterranean resorts. Gorgeous. And lasts forever, I'm in, I would assume. Um, the walking paths behind the resort include open arches that were inspired by Italian covered walkways that were exposed to the element, but still had a fully covered roof. Yeah, if you look up um, Italian loggios or loggios, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Italian for lodge. Um, mm -hmm. And you look up the pathways, it's legit like these Lodio. big, like <laughs> wide pathways that have the big arches in it, but are covered, but you're supposed to still be able to be able to like see out and look yeah. out over the coastline, but also be protected from when it rains. Um, obviously, this is um, a, a product of Walt Disney Imagineering. So they're paying attention to lots of things, including the landscaping which plays into the theming. The entrance of the resort includes some European fan palm trees that one would find while visiting the actual French Riviera. And the roads approaching the resort between the security kiosk and the lobby include beds of blue, I'm going to mispronounce this, blue plumbago plants. Sure. Plumba plumbago, plumbago, plum I would say plumbago. Plumbago. Uh, plants, Plumbago. which when they're blooming are blue in color and they are there to offer a nod to the ocean. In other words, this is supposed to be a seaside resort. Of course, yes. there's actual water on the other side. But as you approach it, it's almost like another another ocean in, in the front, but it's plants, mm -hmm. a bunch of blue plants when they're blooming. Gorgeous. Disney thinks of everything. All right. We're going to talk about some art because Ooh. the art here is, I mean, there's plenty for the eye to see here. Um, so I don't want to hear anyone complaining about the theming of the art. I'm just kidding. Um, so let's kick off some art talk here. Some pieces may feel like they're random, but they're really corresponding references throughout the resort. Um, so many pieces found in the common areas are tied into the villas as well. And we'll talk more about this kind of as we go along. So throughout the resort and the villas, there are over 40 pieces of original works. Now, 40 pieces of original works that, of course, are repeated because there are more than 40 rooms. Yeah. So yeah. it might not sound like a lot, but they mean they, they created 40 pieces and they're spread out across the resort. Um, maybe the most photographed piece of work here, piece mm -hmm. of artwork, really, are the two giant murals that you can see on the way to the Skylander station. These are outside. They are unique for lots of reasons. One, they span from one wall. They go up over the ceiling above you and they come down on the mm -hmm. other side of the wall. They are glass mosaics, which feature over 1 million, That's think about insane. that, 1 million total, about 500,000 each, 1 million hand-cut tiles that were also hand-laid. So hand-cut and then also put there by hand. Additionally, they are iridescent so that they react to either sunlight or the lighting in the, the water fountains nearby. So they kind of like glisten and sparkle throughout the day. Mm -hmm. The two films featured in these murals are Tangled and Peter Pan. We mentioned Peter Pan earlier in, in the section that Beth was talking about, about books that were sent over. This is yet another Peter Pan reference. Get ready for even more. The Tangled mosaic is Rapunzel's floating lantern scene coming from the kingdom of Corona. And the Peter Pan one includes a scene of London at night 
and then also Peter Pan flying with Wendy, Michael, and John flying to Neverland, and then also like that pirate ship with a little like pixie dust around it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, the highest points of these murals are 20 feet off the ground. So if you're standing underneath it, it's 20 feet up. It's a huge mural and the length from one side to the other is over 60 feet 60 feet I'm just like um, imagining tiles. imagining the um the guys that had to like actually install these mosaics on the ceiling 20 feet up yeah, yeah on the right? ceiling Whew, scary that's kind of um, scary both of these murals highlight the concept of flight which makes sense when you think about how guests who are walking by this area of riviera are walking by this area to go on the Skyliner, which of yeah. course is basically flight. Right. I was wondering about that. Um, so when we were, when you put these like notes in here, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause I had always wondered why Tangled? Like, the, I mean, I get Peter Pan, but I just was always curious about Tangled. So, um, so the fitness center features uh, two race posters from Cars 2. There's the Porta Corsa, and then there's the 500 Miglia di Monza, which is 500 miles of Monza, AKA Race of Two Worlds. The, um, the hallways of the resort are jam-packed with art as well. As you walk around, you'll see Castle at Dawn, which is a sunrise moment at Cinderella Castle. I mean, gorgeous. The castle from Snow White in spring. They have Sleeping Beauty Castle in the evening. They have Beast Castle, which is straight out of the opening scene of the movie. Um, the Kingdom of Corona from Tangled. The castle from Brave. And then a series of princess pieces featuring Snow White, Cinderella, Rapunzel, and Ariel. Ariel, three of which we just mentioned in their castles. So um, there's also another series that they did called Women at Home, which uh, features the mother from Brave, uh, Mary from Peter Pan reading to her kids. There's one of Alice holding her pet cat. There's one of Belle reading while sitting at the fountain in the village as well. And these are all parts of the original works, but obviously they're borrowed from sneeze and stuff, but they were either recreated or Mm -hmm. drawn for this resort and you're probably already noticing repeats of stuff so we have the tangled mural outside but we also mm-hmm. have as part tangled of the princess inside. series the um the rapunzel painting uh, we've mentioned yeah. uh, i think peter pan a couple of times and then the castles and more on some of those characters too as we guess go what, along guess what princess is not represented here who's that i mean take wild guess aurora <laughs> no princess tiana who do i always complain about (laughs) never gets her moment well pocahontas isn't a princess i know well technically is she a princess i mean you could say mulan's not technically a princess but she's isn't she a princess (laughs) i don't know i don't know anyways um more on that later. <laughs> More on that later. Um, there's also okay, this kind of random hallway that I love showing people. So by the way, unofficial, love doing unofficial tours of Riviera. If we're ever out there yeah. at the same time, you're like, hey, Greg, show me around. You got it. Get ready. You've also Buckle talked up. about this. You've also talked about this too, I think, uh, multiple times. Yeah. I And I get, I, I nerd it. out on this. So there's mm-hmm. a, it's kind of a random hallway um, as you're approaching the north elevators, the elevators that go up to Topolino. More on Topolino in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. In this hallway, there are a series of movie posters from Disney animated films. Um, they're either in French or Italian, and they include films like, you guessed it, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. as we were mentioning <laughs> a lot, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio, which will also mm-hmm. some um, titles that you had mentioned as far as books that were sent over from Walt to Disney Studios. So not a, not a random choice of things um, with the Pinocchio poster. And... Um, there are other posters, too, that are 101 Dalmatians, Fantasia, 
or as I like to call it, fantasia. I've just been having a good time calling it that. <laughs> fantasia. In my head every time I see it. That's what I pointed out it's, too when I, I show someone. <laughs> and uh, Sleeping Beauty. So, um, and again, more on those movies in a little bit. There are a series also of uh, photos of Walt. So this is like another thing that they put out there. Um, so just to the left of the lobby, here's what a few of them show. Walt and One of them is Walt and his family on the beach in the French Riviera. Um, Walt and Lillian. Oh, her name's there. Not Walt and his wife. Um, dining in Venice, Italy. Walt at the London Zoo. Walt boarding a plane at a Paris airport. At the Yeah, at a Paris airport. And then there are also 13 photos of Walt and his family in total here. If you haven't picked up yet, everyone, there's a lot to look at, right? We haven't mm-hmm. talked about the rooms yet. Um, and we're still not going to talk about them because I want to talk about some other Disney touches that yeah. exist throughout Riviera. The carpets all over the resort feature the solid Mickey icons, often in the corners of like the rectangles of of the carpets. They also feature a like a almost like a filigree pattern of Mickey and Minnie. You'll see that repeated throughout the resort. Um, if you ever get a chance to see the Grand Villa, there's actually like like an archway painting that matches it. It's in the railings. Um, it's like it's everywhere. And yeah. near one elevator bank, this is not the elevators that take you up to Topolino. It's the other tower. Um, you, you might see some friends in the carpet there as well. Same pattern, same style. It's just it's more than Mickey and Minnie. So make sure you're mm-hmm. keeping your eyes peeled for all these things. Yeah. They also have um, like the outdoor directional signs. They contain Mickey icons. So if you're looking for that and then there's background music for the resort. So overall, like the background music features like traditional music heard in France and Italy in the 1930s, which have, you know, a huge focus with the violin, the guitar, the banjo and the accordion, kind of like the music in our um, our intro. And then the lobby soundtrack specifically also includes French and Italian versions of Disney songs, which All I right. love. And I think you have a sound clip for us. DJ Greg is on the ones and twos here. So let's let's transport ourselves oh, yeah. for a moment. Feel free to close your eyes and imagine you're in the middle of the Riviera. Maybe don't close your eyes if you're driving. Or maybe do if you want a really interesting morning. Um, here is a little bit of what you might hear in the lobby. So I feel like this is the song that I, I always hear when mm-hmm. I'm in the area. Les rêves des amoureux sont comme le bon vin. Ils donnent de la joie ou bien du chagrin. Affaibli par la faim, je suis malheureux. I can hit that, that note, but I won't do it. That's Ratatouille, isn't it? Her. That's yeah, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. La, fe- La Festin, La Festine. I don't know how to pronounce it. La Festine. Um, tell so me good. if you can figure out what song this is. This is another song in the okay. mix. So we mentioned Ratatouille. You're going to hear us mentioning that later on again. Can we just turn this into a trivia game? Yes, I'm, kind I'm of. here for it. Let's go. Let's see if you can tell me uh, what song this is. Okay. All right. What is it? Be our guest. That is be our guest. Be our guest. I didn't want to say it because I wanted other people to listen to it and me not blurt it out. So. <laughs> uh, it's be our guest. It That's a good is. One. Tie you... your napkin round your neck, Shetty. <laughs> Which makes sense, obviously, because, um, you know, 
the story actually takes place in in France, France right? In France. And, and one of the original pieces of artwork um, that you had mentioned was part of the Women at Home series. And this was Belle yeah. sitting outside in um, her village reading, which I know is not the Be Our Guest scene, but it's a reference to the yeah. Beauty and the Beast. So just all these things tying it together. Now, this one, I'd be impressed if you knew what song this was because it's an old okay. movie. It's, it's definitely a classic. Oh, this gosh. also takes place in France. So it's also oh, obviously not random that it's in the mix. I would never guess this, but I don't think I've ever seen this movie. But I'll play it, oh and um, we'll put everyone to the test. I'll be very Scream impressed. Scream it loud in your car if you're listening. Feel free to, <laughs> you know what? If you knew what this was, I'll take your word for it, everyone. This is honor system. If you knew what this was before I say the title of it, feel free to message us because I would love to be, um, I would love okay. to congratulate you, and I want you to feel proud yeah. about this because I, I would not know. guesses mm, i feel like i'd have to hear it a couple more times mm. but that is from the disney animated film aristocats and that I literally is... almost said aristocats before you even yeah. started i was like oh you mean aristocats because that's the other one that takes place in france it takes place in france would, it's everybody yeah, wants to be a cat that. yes okay i bet doug would get it i bet if he listened to it he would get it <laughs> but kudos to you if listener if you got it so yes um, let's talk about the type of resort it is, what the categories, mm-hmm. the price ranges, the types of rooms that are available. Uh, we talked about general Disney touches throughout the resort and some art, but I have even more art coming your way from the but rooms. But wait, there's so more. If you haven't thought, if you thought there maybe isn't quite enough to look at in the common areas of this resort, um, we have even more inside the guest room. So this is a deluxe villa category. If you're unfamiliar with the categories, it goes from value to moderate to deluxe. And then the Disney Vacation Club accommodations are considered deluxe villa. So at Disney World, it's like the, the top class of rooms. The price range for this, since I'm talking about how it's the top class, um, the price range is uh, $418 a night, uh, depending on season and day of the week, um, all the way up to $4,800 a night. Of course, that's the grand villa, which is the you know sleep, sleeps 12 three-bedroom room. Um, is that redundant three bedroom room, um, which isn't even the most expensive Grand Villa that I believe that's the Grand Floridian Grand Villa, I think. Um, so there's quite a range here. Uh, the common room is the deluxe studio, which is typically between 6,000 and 1,100, 6,000, holy moly, 600 and 1,100 a night, depending on season and night of the week. Although if you happen to be local, meaning a, a resident of Florida or an annual pass holder, or they're sometimes running specials, you might be able to get that room down to um, a little bit lower of, uh, of a rate. So there are a handful of rooms available here. One that is unique to this resort, at least unique at Walt Disney World, is the Tower Studio. It is 255 square feet, and it sleeps two adults. So it's like, uh, it's small, but it's supposed yeah. to be small. Yeah. And there aren't many of them. So it's technically two adults and one infant because you could put the infant in a little crib or whatever next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you walk in the room, and I have a, a couple of videos I'm going to be posting throughout the week on these because I've been able to be in, be in all these rooms and I want to show them all to you. But this room has 
Um, it's, it's a true studio. So it's all in one space. The living room is also the bedroom. So it's just the couch pull down situation. So during the day you have a couch to sit on, but if you need to go to bed, you kind of pull the, the couch down and that's the whole room is the sofa mm-hmm. with the bed. Um, so it's the wall pull down one. So it's a, it's a queen size bed. Um, it's a small room, but the bathroom is gigantic. If you ask me it's like, not just proportionally, it's a big bathroom to begin with. The toilets um, all are these, enormous. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, all of these rooms still have the balcony or the patio with some like pretty cool views depending on which way. So these rooms are in that tower where at the top is the double R monogram that we were talking about mm-hmm. that you can easily see as you enter the resort property. Um, there are three on each floor and there are eight floors or so a total of 24 of these mm-hmm. studios. So there are not a lot of them, but it's a unique room. As you pull down the bed, you'll see a painting on like the, the backsplash there and it's Peter Pan and the kids flying off to Neverland. Another Peter Pan reference within mm-hmm. this resort. And um, it is a retouched version of a con- of concept art by Mary Blair, a, f- a renowned Disney artist that we've yeah. talked about many times, especially when we're talking about the contemporary or small world or a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool that someone that had such a great influence on yeah. Disney art happens to be featured like in this. this resort that is just exploding with art all over the place um it's a it's still a studio room so something that um, happens with the disney vacation club villas um is you get a little bit of extra stuff so it still has the toaster in there the coffee maker and has dishes and like cutlery and stuff that you can eat with and since it's um you know a, a room at disney there's a beverage cooler there all resort rooms have the beverage cooler the next step up is a deluxe studio this is maybe the more commonly sized room 423 square feet it sleeps five so it's got the queen bed the queen pull down that's the sofa with like the thing that pulls down and the single pull down which is the under the tv version and it is a little longer so it can fit an adult i don't know that it's comfortable for an adult but lengthwise it can normally those are the like smaller ones i always call it the junior bed right like it's not quite for adults this room um, has two showers, which is a big deal. It's a walk-in plus a shower-tub combo. So if you prefer the walk-in shower, you can do that. Or if you've got kids or you need a tub, mm-hmm. you've got that as well. It's one of the few resorts around Disney property that has this, the two showers. The villas at the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian Studios are also rooms that have two bathrooms in the studio. The shower curtain has some Mickeys on it, so make sure you're looking out for those. This room, along with others, have either uh, standard or preferred views. So a standard view is usually just a little bit of the resort, whereas a preferred view, you might be seeing the pool, um, some uh, like some lakes, a body of water. You might see the Skyliner, or you might just see courtyards. As you pull down the single bed, so this is that bed below the TV, you'll see a mural of tangled nighttime scene of Pascal and some other unnamed and possibly unknown Woodlone, woodland creatures getting ready for sleep they're all like tucked in and curled up and they look sleepy mm-hmm. the pull down bed um like the bigger regular human adult pull down bed um instead of peter pan like it is in the tower studio has a scene of 101 dalmatians sitting around a tv so i mentioned that they have that poster in that kind of random hallway just off yeah. the lobby um, this is like its reference. You heard my voice crack in there, guys? <laughs> yes. 2024 is the European <laughs> <Little puberty>. hobby. <laughs> um, uh, mentioned your year, the, man. The... Almost 40, and you know, we're still <laughs> pubertizing. Anyways, Finally. keep going. <laughs> uh, 
mentioned the poster there and we kind of talked about how there tends to be corresponding pieces this is that corresponding piece mm-hmm. is 101 dalmatians mm-hmm. let's move up to the one bedroom villa this is 813 square feet so we're almost Ooh. double the size of the, of the room before this however it still sleeps the same number of people so in other words you get a yeah. whole lot more space so this sleeps five adults it's got one king bed one queen pull-down bed and again that single pull-down below the tv it's a typical one bedroom villa so if you're unfamiliar the dvc villas that are one bedroom and bigger have the full kitchen area the dining room or like a living room dining room kind of combination the pull down bed here has that same peter pan painting um, as the tower studio but the wall in the dining area has a painting of remy from disney's ratatouille Mm -hmm. disney pixar Um, so in addition to the la festine or festin Song you might hear come up, come on the radio there on the radio on the on the lobby soundtrack. You'll also have a Remy uh, in this painting. He's there with a basket of fruit and an apple pie. So he's in the in the kitchen kind of baking up something. The single bed pull down instead of it being a tangled mural is a black and white coastal Riviera scene featuring Mickey and Pluto kind of getting ready to take a middle of the day nap. I don't know what they call them there, but we can maybe call it a siesta, which is not a quite siesta. the same thing. Yeah. Inside the primary bedroom is a painting that has two interesting components. One is that it features the Aristocats. We already talked about this. It's a sound um, you might hear in the lobby that everybody wants to be a cat. And we'll also talk more about Aristocats more in a moment. And the other thing here is that in the background of this painting is a likeness of Riviera Resort. So depending on what room you're in, you look at this painting, it's got the Aristocats on it with like a record player, but you look in the background, it will look just like it does in real life in the painting because mm. it's it's Disney's Riviera Resort in the painting. It's the same building color, the same awnings. It's so yeah. cool, That's cool that they chose to put that in there. And the railing in the painting matches the railing that exists throughout the resort. I was mentioning that kind of like filigree Mickey and Minnie in the railings. Mm-hmm. It's in the painting as well. Um, If you ever do get to stay in this one-bedroom villa or even tour it, try to find the hidden Mickey that exists in the bedroom. I will not be giving any hints, but it is somewhere in the bedroom. Also in the bedroom is yet another Tangled reference. There's a pillow on the chair that's in there. Not chair like a computer chair. There's like a a comfortable like you know i don't know a davenport i don't know what the, I don't know what the fancy yeah. word for it is but a bedroom chair um there's a pillow on there and it's got a bunch of the corona suns around the border of it so mm, another tie-in yeah. of tangle that exists in the murals you'll see the the posters or the paintings of rapunzel uh, moving up to the two bedroom of course it's a bigger room 1200 mm. plus square feet sleep s- square feet square uh, sleeps sleeps nine or ten size of my house (laughs) yeah it's it's a big it sleeps either nine or ten the reason why it's an either is either it's a lock off or dedicated that just Mm. means um either can be split into two rooms or not Mm -hmm. um it's got one king three queens and then either one or two of the single beds that are underneath the tv Mm-hmm. In the dedicated two bedrooms, you'll find a painting that might not be obvious which Disney film it depicts. But if you look closely, it's like a coastal scene with a, a car driving on a road. Mm. And it's tiny, but if you look closely, it's a Lightning McQueen. And um, if you look even closer at something else, and I kind of don't want to tell you, I'll, I'll post the photo and, and see if anyone can guess what it is. But there's something else that lets you know it's a Cars painting, and it's mm. specifically Cars 2. A callback to the Cars 2 pieces that you mentioned in the uh, Athletic Center that has the Porto Corsa um, racetrack in it or whatever it is. So this is just, which I'm guessing took place in Italy. Is that what's happening there? 
So uh, yeah, there was a um, yeah, there was like an Italian driver, and there was a whole thing with that. Yeah, is it Luigi? <laughs> stereotypical it's not, Italian. It's not Luigi, <laughs> unfortunately, but he did have a very stereotypical accent. <laughs> Oops. Mm. So this is a callback to those. It'll get banned uh, later. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Um, so this is that callback to those pieces that exist in the common area. Um, others, I don't know how common. Not everyone likes to work out on their stays, but if you yeah. do, you might see some Cars 2 paintings in the fitness center. Okay, let's move up to the Grand Villa. This is the That's pinnacle, right? This is the big room, villa. the big, big room. Yeah. Um, so it sleeps 12. It's three rooms, three bathrooms. The ensuite bathroom is gigantic. Huge. The shower can fit like 10 people. Don't ask me how I know. There is a, <laughs> a full, and when I say full, I mean like an actual yeah. dedicated full dining room with a big table with big fancy chairs around it. Separately from that, they have a full living room with a couple of sofas and lounges, which really offers additional bedding. They have um, an island in the kitchen as well as like a, a bar with stools that you can pull up. So even more seating as maybe you're quickly preparing breakfast for the fam. Um, they have additional spots to sit. It also features a lot of art found in other villas. So it's kind of like a, a collection of all the art that you will have you would have seen if you were staying in different rooms, but also some unique pieces of art and truly unique in one of the two non-primary bedrooms is the uh, is a, a painting of Wally and Eve holding hands. And the other is Hal and Emmo, all from Disney Pixar, Wally, mm-hmm. looking up at the Axiom. That's the, the big spaceship big that they're on. Mm-hmm. Usually you don't see Wally. Wally, an underrepresented That's a film. Random. In, but it's also kind of random because it's like has nothing to do with. Like, but it is beautiful art. This resort, I know, yeah. The art. yeah. Yeah. The style of it looks That's really That's why I'm, cool. like, I'm also kind of shocked that they don't have more incorporations of Beauty and the Beast over Tangled. So yeah. funny you mention um, more Beauty and the Beast. If you press the doorbell on your way in to the Grand Villa, it plays Be Our Guest. No, so that's like, crazy. It's everywhere. There's just there's just so much yeah. um, going on. Okay. Let's talk about some, talk food. some food. restaurants <laughs> and some shops and some recreation. By the way, I will be posting a video of the Grand Villa. I'll, I'll take you all on a tour of that because I want to I show you some of these things. So um, there are a bunch of restaurants, obviously, here at this resort. Let's start all the way at the top. With uh, Topolino's Terrace, mm. uh, the flavors of Riviera is the official subtitle. Yes, there this is, a, is a bucket um, list of mine. There's a breakfast and a dinner option. The breakfast is character dining. The di- the dinner is not, but it is signature dining. Um, this restaurant is inspired by cliffside restaurants, which overlook the Mediterranean Sea. And what does the word Topolino mean? It means mouse. Oh. The terrace outside that's attached to the restaurant. Uh, offers truly beautiful views of the interior resort, the Skyliner, and then kind of further in the background is the skies above Hollywood Studios. And then kind of off to the right, you can see the skies above Epcot. So if it's the time of year where Hollywood Studios is doing fireworks, which is really just the holiday season now, or year-round at Epcot, you might be able to see some fireworks going on um, while you're dining up there for dinner. Do you think when French people come, they're like, Oh, we're going to Mouse's Terrace. Yeah. <laughs> going to we're eat going mouse. to First Dish. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of First Dish, that's yeah, Primo sorry. Piatto. That's the quick service. Primo Piatto. Um, Sounds first like dish you... of a complete dinner. It's mm. modeled after chic cafes along mm. the Riviera coastline. Gorgeous. And the logo for this quick service location is inspired by a server's tray. So take a look um, while you're maybe mm. passing by and see if you, you notice it. 
And you may also notice a fork and a spoon in the logo as well to indicate that, hey, might want to eat here. This is a place of eating. Yeah. The Food Le Petit here. Cafe is a quick service place that offers coffee. And this Le Petit Cafe is named after the cafe in the animated Disney film, The Aristocats, which is like mm. the third time we're talking about this. There's the painting in the rooms that features the record player with the review in the background, as well as the lobby soundtrack, including that uh, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat song. Mm. And uh, it's generally modeled after patisseries of the French Riviera, not to be confused with the patisserie in the France Pavilion. Right. Boulangerie. Bar Riva is an open-air bar and lounge that's suspiciously close to the kids' pool. I don't know why that worked out the, <laughs> the way that it did. It's also around the corner from Primo Piatto, the quick service place. It's decorated with a nautical theme and includes a hand-painted mural of the Mediterranean harbor. And in the water in that harbor is a Disney Cruise Line ship that you might see. And then in the background, you'll see a likeness of Disney's Riviera Resort reminding you that you're at this seaside place that maybe you feel like you're in there overlooking the ocean, which in this case is really just Barefoot Bay. That's the body of water that this resort shares with nearby Caribbean Beach. Caribbean. Just off the lobby is the La Boutique uh, shop. It's the only retail location of this resort, and it is inspired by the par- parfumeries, parfumeries sure. of France and Italy. Do they it's sell relatively a lot of perfumes small. in there? Say what? they sell perfumes in there? I don't think they sell perfume. I have not seen perfumes in there. Okay. M- maybe they do. I could be wrong, but I have not have not noticed it. It's as far as gift shops go, it's a little on the smaller side. Yeah. Um They're like there's other stuff to see here. Go there. Yeah, it's got everything <laughs> you need. Yeah. I guess. Um let's talk about recreation and activities. And this next thing isn't really a store or a restaurant, so I put it in the recreation okay. spot. Um, it is the place that's right next to Le Petit Cafe. So if you're in the lobby, as you head to the left, it's La Boutique, the gift shop, then Le Petit Cafe, and then around the corner is Voyager's Lounge. And just outside of this is where the wall of Walt photos is. Mm-hmm. This, the Voyager's Lounge, is essentially a library filled with books. So we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that Walt would travel. He had sent a bunch yeah. of books back to America that eventually became like the Disney animated classics we know and love. Um, There are a lot of things in there, including books. You'll also see some vintage Disney cartoon work, Walt's personal travel items, like Mm -hmm. cameras, photos, and hats. I don't think it's actually his. I think they're likenesses of, like Uh, replicas of. I was like, are these like under a a lock and key? Um, (laughs) It's more just to give you a visual of uh, of things that Walt maybe had traveled with. You'll also find the Topolino comic book series in here. Um, we won't get too far into it, but Google Topolino comic books. It's a whole big thing okay. um, that happened with between Walt and like the country of Italy about printing these things. But you'll also spot um, a series called Topolino and Paperino, which are the Italian names of Mickey and Donald. So our boy yeah. Donnie is represented in here. And that's a pretty creepy Donald, I would like to say. <laughs> I'm so glad he's evolved. Um, In this room, in the Voyager's Lounge, in addition to the books and kind of the library setting stuff, you'll also find a mini Little Mermaid sculpture, which ties back to that painting you'll see around the hallways of the four princesses, one of which Mm -hmm. is Ariel. Um, Just like most resorts, there's the campfire, there's the movie Under the Stars. Riviera has a unique thing. Of course, it's known for its art. We've been talking for 50 minutes, basically, about its art. 
Um, there is a painting on the Riviera activity, and according to Disney, they say, Enjoy an afternoon painting a classic Disney picture in an instructor-led paint class. Includes one complimentary alcoholic beverage, complimentary soda, and water throughout the event, and light snacks. Nice. It is $55 per person, but you walk away with perhaps a little buzz and then also a painting. I know. I feel like this is really nice. cool. I think we've talked about this before when they opened the resort. And we were like, we need to do that. Yeah. I it sounds cool. Fun. It sounds mm-hmm. bouge, but in a good way, like a nice relaxing yeah. Yeah. activity. There are three pools at this location. There is the Beau Soleil pool, which is uh, translated means beautiful sun. This is the quiet pool, and it opens earlier than the rest of the other area. So I think around 7 a.m. is the common time it opens up. There's the big Riviera pool itself, and there's also the Sivu Play area mm. playing on the Sivu. See what they did there? Yes. Sivu <laughs> um, Play. And uh, that's the kids like Splash Zone. This area features characters found in the 1940 animated classic Fantasia or Fantasia. As I mentioned, there was that poster in that hallway that might seem random. But if you head outside, Mm -hmm. you'll see more Fantasia. The characters you see there are specifically from the Dance of the Hours segment. So you've got an elephant. You've got hippos, hippos, hippos in tutus and the ostrich ballerinas. And I do have to point this out. So I talked about how there are different views for the rooms, either a standard or a preferred. If you do wind up with a preferred view, you might face out over the Sivu Play Kid Splash area, ah, which, of course, behind okay. that is the um, like you know the, the Barefoot Bay. So it's a beautiful view yeah. that happened to be where I've stayed once before. That was our view. And um, when I was telling people that, some of the cast members there were telling me that they jokingly call it the sea boote view because <laughs> you're facing the back of the big elephant and it's a big elephant oh, booty. Yeah. So they call it the sea boote view. Mm. Um, the courtyard, and we haven't talked about the courtyard yet. So as you um, enter the lobby, you're technically on the second floor. You can go down to the ground floor and it opens up into this big fake grass um, courtyard that's like so it's, it's evergreen there's a lot of stuff out there there's a um, typical at some of the resorts it's got the big the chessboard with like the big chess pieces mm-hmm. a big connect four style game and a bocce court have you ever played bocce ball oh yeah we play it yeah that's something when we go to the beach we love playing bocce I had no idea how cultured I was it's something that we played <laughs> as kids I didn't know I just thought everyone played bocce and yeah. I found out later on it's technically an Italian derived game uh, I didn't play it in my family but Doug's Doug's family has always played it so but yeah okay let's talk about these views that I've been mentioning so yes there's the sea boute view but mm-hmm. um, I really don't think there's a bad view here a standard view is totally fine this is already kind of a splurge of a place probably for you um, as it is yeah. for me and uh, pretty much everyone I know. Yeah. Uh, but if you are in the mood to splurge and you want to kick it up a notch, the preferred views are, are actually really nice. Mm. Um, I think my favorite would be the side of Riviera. So if you're looking at like the lobby, you know, like the main entrance to it, off to the right and around the corner that overlooks the Skyliner station or just any room that faces out over the Skyliner. I, and maybe I'm weird, feel free to judge, would love to hear if I'm not alone. I get a little mesmerized by the Skyliner. Like mm. I have so often just sat out on the balcony and just just like stared away into the distance and watching the cars go by like i find it really relaxing well and is it um where the like where it's located i'm like is it the sun setting over there or the sun rising over there you will get some nice sunsets on that side yeah so the the sun tends to rise on the side of the building where topolino is and it comes comes up and over and sets where the skyliner is so yeah Yeah. depending on the time of year and where the sun is exactly you might be able to get some gorgeous sunsets over hollywood studios in the skyliner totally um 
there is uh, of course a bunch of views of barefoot bay which is you know also very relaxing very beautiful very serene if you happen to be facing epcot which is just across the road you probably would never know but the road that's there buena vista you see a bunch of trees but literally on the other side of those trees is epcot mm -hmm. the reason why you might not know that is the trees are there so that you can't see into yeah. the park but it's yeah. very close so you'll definitely be able to see some fireworks at night mm -hmm. especially if you are in a high room i always try to recommend or try to request um, a, a high room so that maybe i might be able to see some stuff so if splurging i would recommend a preferred view and just so you know, the preferred rooms are for the views only, not the location or proximity to food or transportation. So like at um, Art of Animation mm -hmm. or... The All-Stars. Or Pop, yeah, Pop Century or All-Stars. Preferred means it's closer to the lobby or to the buses. Yeah. This is really just the view, not so much. Because if you get a preferred room and you're overlooking the Skyliner, you're on the opposite side of the building yeah. as the buses, but you are very close to the Skyliner. So that's yeah. a plus. The food here is delicious, or as you would say, delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, quick service location there just has a bunch of stuff. It's not your typical burgers and fries, but they also do have burgers and fries. But the grilled chicken sandwich I get has the balsamic marinated grilled chicken mm -hmm. with sun-dried tomato relish, spinach artichoke spread, and mozzarella or mozzarella on Yo. toasted focaccia. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it comes with a side, and the sides here are great because you can get regular French fries, or you can get Romano and herbed fries. Yes. Delicious. Duh. I've also gotten the side salad, which is good. I've gotten a, um, like their vegetable, or not vegetables, their fruits and stuff, which are, oh, mm -hmm. like fresh fruit, always so good. They yeah. do have a regular burger. They also have the, the croque monsieur. I don't know how to pronounce that, but you all know what that is. The French ham and, and Swiss. Um, they have a couple of... of uh, cold sandwiches one called the spicy italian i'm sure we all know someone called a spicy italian, spicy italian. and they have uh, flatbreads they have a sausage and pepperoni or a margarita flatbread and those are just a couple of the things yeah uh, people rave about their tomato soup i've had so many people tell me how mm. good the tomato soup is there so something to think that's about it's not something that i would get when i'm like hot and in orlando Ooh, tomato come here during january then it's yeah beautiful. i was like tomato soup is not really at the top of my list for that but <laughs> anyway um, Topolino breakfast. So this is the 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 dining mm -hmm. up on the top. This is their character dining in the morning or signature dining at evening. The breakfast is top notch. It's delicious, and it's so much more than what you're going to get at a buffet style breakfast. And it's not at all a knock on the buffets, but mm -hmm. this is a like it's a step up. It's elevated food, and it is so good. Plus the characters are themed. Um, we had so much fun in that restaurant for breakfast. When we went there, um, this was at the, as um, Nicole's love for Donald was blossoming. It was just, mm -hmm. it was finally like being cemented. Um, they had so much fun together that Donald took Nicole to a separate table and they had a separate date together. <laughs> she left, she left our table and I was left with my mom and our friend um, that one time. So we have, we always laugh about that anytime we're up there. And the, the dinner at Topolino is usually out of my price range. Mm -hmm. But the one time I ate up there, it was so good it's it might be the best food i've ever had at mm. disney uh disney world anyway um and i'm not saying it's better than ohana it's just different there's two different types yeah. of food um it's two just questions really one good. how dare you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just was really good definitely a splurge yeah. so that's a great yeah. like date night accomplishment you know if you're yeah. there with kids and maybe you're leaving the kids with a grandparent or something that that would be a nice mm. romantic dinner yeah if not always just check out the lounge or the bar if you want the atmosphere but just want to have a drink 
there was a lounge up there as well. Okay, let's do some general pros and cons. I had a feeling this episode would be a little longer, everyone, because yeah. a lot to talk <laughs> Look about. Look at us. With um, Riviera, but general pros <laughs> of this resort. If you were to ask me, like, well, what am I in for if I'm staying here? Here are the pros. The Skyliner, huge pro. Access to Skyliner. Um, of course, that gets you quickly to Epcot or to Hollywood Studios. But a warning here for you all. This station is built differently than the Caribbean Beach Station in that there is no separate area for guests with mobility aids. So there is no separate platform for guests to board or mm-hmm. uh, get off the um, the cabins, the, the gondolas. Mm-hmm. Um, so expect a little slowing down on this line. That's why this line slows down more than the others. It doesn't always stop, but it usually does come to like a very, very, very slow pace. Nothing is wrong. It's just, it just wasn't enough room. I'm guessing, um, for the station to have a separate platform for those types of cabins. Um, there are so many beautiful courtyards and walking paths. Absolutely. Even if you're just visiting, take a walk around. It's just, it's just really well kept. I, I just think it's so nice. Um, I find this resort to be very themed. I say that because a, a lot of times people, mm-hmm. I hear them say that the con of this resort, that it's, it has no theme. It's controversial um, at the time. We can agree to disagree. I, I think that there is just so much French and Italian inspired theming here. I mean, I feel like we, we talked a bit about it. Um, the theming is different though. So it's not like an all-star or a pop century or an art of, or an art of animation. It's not in your face. You're not going to walk up to a big giant statue of Walt or Mickey Mouse, or I'm sorry, Topolino. Um, it's, you have to walk around, you have to find it, right? You have to yeah. kind of discover the, the theme here. And I think maybe that's something that not everyone appreciates and that's okay. But for me, this is a really big pro. It's centrally located, so it's not a far bus ride to any of the parks. Even Animal Kingdom, you're kind of like right in the middle of property. Mm -hmm. Since this is a deluxe resort, you are entitled to extra evening hours if you stay here. So um, certain parks, certain nights of the week have those extra two hours at night. You'd qualify for that if you stay here. Um, Whether you're a DVC member or not, if you're staying at this resort, you have access to the extended evening hours. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to leave the resort to access the food or the fitness center or retail. So it's an all-in-one place, similar to the contemporary. Um, unlike other resorts, like we've mentioned in the past, Saratoga, Old Key West, Caribbean Beach, Port Orleans, Pop Century, all the all-stars, you have to leave your room in your building, mm-hmm. potentially expose yourself to the water elements, the water elements, the weather elements, um, just to get food you don't have to here, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's a short walk to Caribbean Beach Resort for additional dining, retail, a different pool if you want to check it out, different atmosphere, different vibe. I always like it when I'm staying at a place where I can walk somewhere and just kind of change up where I am. Mm-hmm. Can't walk to a park, but you can walk to a different resort. Yeah. The fitness center in there is great. It's big. It's got a lot of machines, a lot of weights and stuff for those of you that care about that kind of thing. And there's a lot of storage in the in the villas, in the rooms, which is also very helpful. Yeah. Under the bed, it's got the space for the suitcases, but it also has drawers built into the bed frame. There are oh, drawers nice. built into the dining room seating. like So like in the one bedroom and two bedroom in the kitchen area, the yeah. benches you're sitting on, or like the booth, it's got drawers. So there's just plenty of storage space. On the other side of the coin are the cons. Um, it, it can be it can be a walk. The, hong, the hallways could be a little long, mm-hmm. depending on what you're looking for. You could be really close to the Skylander, which means you've got a little bit of a walk to get to the, the buses um, and vice versa, obviously. Another con might be the price tag. It's certainly not a resort that's in everyone's budget, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be in your budget. I would at least recommend visiting because I think it's a cool place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put this con on here, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. I understand this seems to be a con for a lot of people is that the lobby is pretty small. 
I also would like to ask you how much time you spend in, in a lobby in and a, a resort. Lobby. I yeah. love a good lobby. Don't get me wrong. Wilderness Lodge is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm in there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, let's right. go like see the rest of the resort. Right. Um, also, go outside. There's a beautiful, don't get me wrong, it's hot out. But when it's not hot out, it's beautiful outside. It's almost like this resort wants you to go outside because as soon as you walk in through the front door, you can see out. It's like it's floor to ceiling windows and it's two stories. They mm. like they want you to see outside. Yeah. Because again, it's it's inspired by the They're like welcome um, inside. Don't you want to go out here? <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful and they want you to see the water, the coastline. That's the whole point of this resort. So yeah, I would say hang out outside. I've spent a lot of time at this resort. Some of it's been running. It's one of my favorite places to run. Um, I love running around Barefoot Bay there. So it's the water that connects Riviera and Caribbean Beach. I've I've seen this resort at all times of the day, as early as 5 a.m. and as late as like midnight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's beautiful. Uh, middle of the night, middle of the day, the morning, the whole the whole time, golden hour. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. Okay, my overall conclusion for this resort is that it is bursting with Disney, with theming, with mm-hmm. beauty. She is beauty, she is grace. So... Um, okay, soapbox moment. If you want to complain about how uh, it's not Disney enough, mm-hmm. um, you can just take that talk somewhere else. I, I'm not going to argue. Feel how you feel. I just don't see it. I think there's yeah. so much to look at. It's just that you have to go looking for it. Um, it's, it's not. It's not going to find you. You have to find it. You will. I think it's. Yeah, more like I just think it's such a. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah. Would highly recommend visiting. Good stuff. All right. Well, that is our wrap up for Riviera Resort and a wrap up for our series so far of um, resort rundowns. It yeah. only took us how many years? And I guess we could have some in the future, right? I mean, we have the, yeah, we're gonna the have new, some in the future. It's never the new gonna building be over. coming at um, yeah. the Polynesian, the tower there, and then I don't know, maybe maybe some cabin stuff yeah, at Fort Disney. Wilderness because the resort's not new, but the cabins are new. So maybe That's we'll right. have a little mini resort rundown for that. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. All right. Well, before we wrap up this episode, Greg leaves us out with a lovely quote. If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney pods. You can follow along with us on our Instagram. Uh, we are at That Park Life Podcast. You can leave us a question if you want to on our Instagram highlight. It's Ask Beth and Greg. Uh, you can also follow along on Instagram with our personal accounts. I am at the real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. Yes. And as always, we have other projects that we are working on and you can follow along on that. Greg is at the Quick Escape Pod and you can follow along with me at Simplistic Thrills. If you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, simply share some Disney magic, um, look up episodes that we've done in the past for specific topics. You can do all of that over at our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com and you can submit magic grams there and all of those things that I just mentioned. uh, The magic grams are free for everyone. Just throwing that out there. Uh, If you want to join our lovely gang, we love our Patreon peeps and you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast to get our bonus episodes. Um, and you can also pick a, all the different things that we have, the offerings that we have on different levels, um, and join us. We have some fun discord channels. We friends and family things on Instagram. We've got a lot of stuff going on over there anyways. Um, so check that out. It's patreon.com slash that park life podcast. And as always, don't forget our Amazon shopping list. And we'll put the link to that in our description. It's just things that we have thought of that maybe you haven't for your trip. Things that we love to use when we're um, there and in the parks, Greg also has some really cool Disney run stuff over there as well. All right, Greg, take it away.
Oh, right. Because you kind of asked, I will, um, I'll give you this. Um, this is a quote from the animated classic Beauty and the Beast. Yay! So um, this is Beast who once said, quote, Think of the one thing that you've always wanted. Now find it in your mind's eye and feel it in your heart. So go out there and have a great 2024. We're excited to be back and we'll see you next week, everybody. All right. Bye, everyone. Oh, there it is. All right. Bye, everyone. I just want pasta now. All right. <laughs> goodbye. Au plein du chagrin, affaibli par la fin, je suis malheureux.